Terry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. We're live here in Seattle on a gorgeous sunny day. By the way, I could even have partial roof opening on my drive-in. Absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful fall weather. And I want to just say thank you for everyone who calls in. Um, Really, we have some amazing people who listen to this show who courageously call in and ask very personal questions, which I so appreciate. And I just want to thank you wherever you are around the world for listening, calling in, and being a part of this hour. And if you could just look out a window somewhere, if you can, and kind of get a glimpse of the weather around you wherever you are, that'll help you get grounded and be in the moment so that we can expand consciously and uh, grow and heal um, in this next hour. So what we're talking about today is sex. It it happens to be one of my favorite topics, by the way. Um, And Eric just kind of moved his eyebrows a little bit, (laughs) hoping that he won't blush too much during the hour or that I won't, because I actually do. I'm a blush person. but uh, Yeah, I blush a lot, too. You do? (laughs) So we'll be blushing in the studio today. But yeah, sex is really one of my favorite topics. Something, of course, I talk more privately with clients, not necessarily on the air. And of course, with my mentoring students, because being able to move healthy energy in the second chakra is key to moving a lot of energy in your own body and other people's bodies. So it's something that I certainly am comfortable talking about, but I don't necessarily talk it live on the radio. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about sex for the whole hour. Isn't that All exciting? Right. Well, yes, yeah. very exciting. <laughs> I don't know, you Eric. Know the old expression, <laughs> sex sells. And, you yeah, know, well. So why not? Well, and maybe not that type of sex that sells. You oh, know, I don't okay. know. I don't know if that's the real sex. It, but in, uh, in even my just mind. the word piques people's interest. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I think sex is an amazing and wonderful experience. Absolutely. It's very, very healthy. It's normal. It certainly know. all can be. Yes, it absolutely can be. It seems be. like it can get, you know, muddled. convoluted and <laughs> muddled and not be those things right. uh, sometimes as well. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's true for most people. And, in, in you know, I can't say for everyone around the world, but yeah, I think for most people, sex can be a challenging, emotionally confusing experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think the first thing that human beings need to recognize is to be thankful about sex, to recognize being in a body. Oh, I'm thankful. <laughs> recognize that being in a body is an opportunity to have sex in a way that you can't have in any other time-space reality. So there aren't that many physical dimensions. Earth obviously is one of them, but there aren't that many. And all the other dimensions, you don't have a body to do the wild thing in. It's definitely a lot more etheric. I hear guides all the time talking to people that I'm either working on or they have certainly talked to me historically about, um, hello, you've only got so many years left. <laughs> you're going to be sad when you're on the other side and you haven't Aww. done the wild thing enough or right. in ways that are really fulfilling um, for mm. an individual. And um, I remember this one time I was teaching a Wednesday night class and A woman was in the audience, and I knew she hadn't had sex in a decade. And she was talking to me. I mean, she didn't tell me that. She didn't tell anyone else, but of course I knew. And she was talking about how she was dating someone, and the gentleman didn't want to have um, a long-term relationship, but he really wanted to have sex with her. And I said, well, do you like him? She goes, yeah. I go, is he a nice guy? She goes, yeah. And I go, well, what's the problem? And some people have this idea that you should only have sex with people you're going to marry. But if you don't know how to enjoy sex and, and you haven't enjoyed sex, then probably marriage shouldn't be the first thing that you have on your mind. And of, of course, I have an idea. I don't believe that marriage certificates are created by God, even though according to at least Americans, it is ordained by God. I think healthy, loving, compassionate relationships are ordained by creation, if you will. And I think that to have a, a wonderful partnership with healthy sex, you first have to know what you like about sex, what you want to enjoy about sex. You need to feel comfortable talking about sex. And you need to have a good idea what good sex feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I do talk to my children about sex. I have all adult daughters. And my first question when they're dating a new person is, uh, it's, it's kind of the question that we always have in the house, are you hanging from the chandeliers? <laughs> because I want my children to enjoy sex. Because one of the problems we have, at least in American culture, is that many women don't. 
a lot of women have a hard time even achieving orgasm when it comes to sex. So, of course, Eric should be blushing 14 shades of red. <laughs> He's not quite yet. But um, I, I think that that is, is something that we need to talk about. And um, it's important that women learn to talk about it and to be and to I think it's, it. a, it's a good question. I'm just glad my mom doesn't ask me that. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily need details, although I'm more right. than happy to have those conversations with my kids. Um, I just want them to know that I want them to enjoy sex. Sure. I, I know they'll enjoy their life. And if they're not enjoying sex, then why not? And let's talk about it and find out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, so those are my ideas about sex. So first, we're going to do a little anatomy. And of course, we will take phone calls, you know, right? So we'll take phone calls today. And what numbers can people call in? From? Well, people can call in locally at 425-373-5527. Again, that number is 425 373 5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And there's a lot of eights in that number. Yeah, I know. I love eights. I just love eights. I was very happy when AT&T gave me that toll free number. Eight's kind of a sexy number. It is a sexy number. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And, And you probably don't even know exactly why you brought it up, but that was very intuitive of you. So the second chakra, which governs the reproductive organs and is really is about sexual energy and passion, mm-hmm. um, is also where kundalini, which is a very passionate yoga-type sexual energy that runs into the body. And it actually enters through the front of the second chakra, right below the navel, and then it moves in the second chakra for a little bit. And then hopefully what it does is emerge through the back of the second chakra and run up the spine in a figure-eight pattern, by the way. Interesting. Yes. And then it enters through the occipital ridge at the back of the head, activates the hypothalamus gland, the penile and the pituitary gland, psychic sight and intuition. And it's very, very healthy. Then it moves through the front of the third eye and makes a circle outside of your body and reenters the front of the second chakra again. So for healers, people who do work like I do, having a very healthy second chakra is important because you can run large volumes of energy if you're not frozen in your pelvis. And I always make jokes about um, British folks um, because they tend to have the most frozen pelvises I've ever seen. (laughs) You know, there's a rigidness about, sorry, people um, in in the UK who are just a little bit stuck in their pelvis. And then we look at other cultures, you know, like Greeks or Hispanics who um, have a lot of energy, a lot of emotional even release, like in a funeral, you know, people are throwing themselves on the ground and crying. And, and screaming, well, they know how to move a lot of kundalini. They're happy and more comfortable having passion in their life, which is really exciting. So that's what we're talking today is about sex. And when I see a healthy second chakra in the uh, in a person's body, I always see the same picture over and over again. I see a picture of Woodstock. And I see people having indiscriminate sex, peeing on bushes, and swimming naked in mud paths. Um, that, I really, that's what I see every single wow. time. <laughs> so I tell people you don't necessarily have to go out in the world and do those things, right? Um, I certainly have a very strong moral compass in my body, even though I've certainly uh, vicariously heard a lot of interesting stories that other people have had in their lives. Um, but you have to give yourself freedom. So to enjoy healthy, beautiful amazing sex. You have to feel free. Mm-hmm. And uh, women tend to overthink and overanalyze and overprocess, and it makes it more challenging for them to have great sex. So we have, of course, um, people on the lines. And so why don't we take one call before we take a break? Sure. Let's talk to Linda in Seattle right now. Hi, Linda. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you, Marie. Good. How's your day going? It's going really well. And actually, I didn't know this was your subject. (laughs) And you can ask any question you want, by the way. But I'm laughing because my question was, I'm just craving sweet. (laughs) I just, you know, with Halloween candy and all that stuff. But anyway, that's just always something I'm trying to get over. And I'm just kind of laughing because I know you're going to say, you're not craving sweets, you're You're craving craving sex. And you are, actually. You are craving sex. I mean, that's what your body says to me. But there is an interesting connection because your libido seems low. Is that true? Oh! You can say no, by the way. You can disagree with anything I say. No, no, no. No, actually, it doesn't really seem low to me. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are having a lot of sex and your libido is high, then why are you craving sex? Well, I didn't say I was having lots of sex. <laughs> and libido is not a problem. Ah, okay. So you would like to be having more sex. And sure. S- okay. <laughs> and do you have a partner? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm a, yeah. So, so why aren't you guys having sex? 
Oh, I don't know. I got busy. Okay. So so there's a couple things going on. You have a little overgrowth of yeast in your body, um, which can, you know, make people tired, certainly crave sweets because yeast lives off sugar. And so Mm -hmm. I would definitely work on cutting out the sugar in your life, even if it feels uncomfortable and you don't want to do it. And boy, that wheat-free... cupcake, because there's actually a really great cupcake store in Kirkland. I think about it often, has very thick icing on it, no wheat in it, because I don't like to eat wheat, but has tons of sugar and it's absolutely delicious. So even when you have a gluten-free cupcake screaming at you, I want you to avoid the sugar. I I really do. I I think that's very important. Do you and your partner talk about sex? A little bit. Okay. So that means not really. Yeah. Because you've been together for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's where I would start. I would first tell him how turned on you are these days, because that would be a turn on for him, actually. And uh, then he'll, he's going to go, really? You know, it could be over breakfast. If you let him know that things are cooking down there, um, that might actually create some fun and excitement for him. And then um, I would have a talk about why the two of you aren't having sex. Because being busy, sure, is a situation, but I think that we can take moments out of any of our busy days and engage in something that's fun and loving and exciting, Right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And I would talk to him about his libido. So if your libido is fine, then maybe there's something wrong with him. Because I still keep hearing low libido, low libido, low libido. So do you think it's him? What? Do you think it's him? Do you think that he has a hard time feeling, you know, interested? A little, yeah. Okay. So I would have a conversation about that. You know, why is that? Why is he feeling that way? What can the two of you do to help make things more interesting in that part of the house? And, and what I'd love for you to do is think about doing or having sex all over the house. I mean, I would love for the two of you to really reinvent your sex life. In fact, your guides are talking to me, by the way. I think it would be great for the two of you to take a class on kundalini energy or something that has some sexual al- sex um, related to it, whether it's yoga or tantra or meditation. Um, and then he'd be more interested in signing up for it, I think, too, as well. Um, but I think that would be a fun thing for both of you because you need a little bit more connection with your souls um, to allow for more of this excitement to move through. Okay. And and I really am serious about the sweets. You just have to learn to walk away from them. You can tell yourself that you've had enough sugar for this lifetime because you might have. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and good, good luck with um, having Woodstock in your second chakra. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Please feel free to call in and ask whatever question you wish, and we are talking about sex today. We'll be right back. The Gary Mant Show. It's the home of mastery and mystery. Thunderbirds Hockey is putting us on ice Sunday. But you can catch Mance and Mitchell in the morning Saturday at 10 a.m. when we welcome legendary true crime author Anne Rule. And be sure to join us on Monday, November 8th at our next Metaphysical Mixer and free listener party at Masala. Meet some of our favorite intuitives and energy workers and sample a reading. Get details at GaryMance.com. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. So welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, a beautiful, gorgeous day in Seattle. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are in your part of the world. And of course, I do believe there's beauty in all things. So I'm quite convinced that it is. Today, we're talking about sex. 
um, one of my favorite topics. Um, certainly wasn't always one of my favorite topics, um, but uh, and we won't go into all those details on the air, but um, it certainly has been for over a decade, and I'm happy to say that it is. I think it's an important thing that all of us need to talk about it. Um, it's healthy to have a normal, healthy sex life. Of course, I don't know what normal really is. I think that's unique and individual for each person, but a place where you can feel free to enjoy yourself, to be orgasmic, and to feel safe and happy in your relationships. Um, so that's that's what I think about it. And one of the things that I think that makes it challenging for women, because clearly men don't have as much of a problem enjoying sex as women do, which is great. Yay for men. We're very happy and proud and ecstatic for them being able to get past their head and all the thinking that women tend to do, overthinking and overanalyzing, which I think makes it challenging because I think a, a way to reach orgasma, um, to be orgasmic, is through feeling free. Um, just allowing yourself complete freedom. And, and then the other part of it is I think that whoever your partner is, whether you're a man or a woman, it's important that you feel safe in the relationship. And I think sometimes women have a hard time sharing their feelings with their partners. And uh, so that makes it difficult for them to feel heard or seen. And then they don't always trust. And so that makes it difficult to enjoy sex as well. So why don't we head back to the phone lines, Eric? All right, let's do it. Let's talk to Suzanne and Everett. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm all right. I, uh, my sister died a week ago. Aww. And uh, I just, can you communicate with her yeah, for me? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me how she's doing? Sure. And I'm really, really sorry, by the way. I'm very sorry that she passed. And, um, and, and I'm sure this is very difficult for your entire family. Yeah, it is. I'm very sorry. Well, first of all, I, I just want you to know your sister is on the other side, but she hasn't been there very long. In fact, she's kind of going back and forth. She's Her energy still remains crossed, but it's as, as if she comes so close to our world. It's in a way she's not really participating on the other side because she's trying to... Um, you know, nurture her family and be present for events like memorial services and things of that nature. Right. So, um, so she's not completely crossed in a way, but from all right. energetic purposes, she truly is. Um, and I'm not saying she doesn't feel confused to me, although she did not want to die. I just want you to know that. Um, it, you know, was well, it? Um, yeah, I, go ahead. I'm kind of confused. Mm-hmm. Did it, was it an accident? Well, I mean, that would be my perspective, and so then you're talking about her taking her life, correct? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, that's what everybody says. And you don't think that's true? I'm but, not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing she says to me very loud and clear is that she did not want to die. So, you know, either she di- it was an accident, she wasn't planning on dying, and of course I don't know the circumstances, so... You know that you you know the circumstances. You can look at them and see if that would be of someone who definitely knew that they were taking their life, or someone who, it, where it's possible that she didn't know that she was taking her life. It could also be that she maybe felt that that was the only option that she had. If she took her life, it could feel, she could be that she felt that was the only option option that she had, but it wasn't the option that she wanted to take. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I think the reason why she said that so loud and clear is because. You know, it's been deemed of a suicide, and yet you're not at peace about it, you're not happy about it, and you're confused about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And because um, you're a very sensitive person, you can feel people. You know what I mean? I know. I don't like it. Oh, you don't? No, because I... I seem to take on their pain. <laughs> well, and I'll do my best to give you a, qu- a quick instruction on what you can do to, to not do that so that you can separate and be more neutral. But okay. I think that's why, of course, this is a sister, a, a young person who's left their body. Of course, you're going to be upset. But the fact that you didn't know, right, right. Is, more, is hard and more challenging for you because you know a lot of things about a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So um, I think that's why she's saying, you know, she did not want to die. And again, you know, I don't know the circumstances, so I don't know if her she just feels like there is no option because there is like this forceful energy about her. When I've looked at young men who take their lives and because they usually do it very violently, um, men yeah. who are in their teens and they're usually mad when they do it. And when they when I see them on the other side, because generally one of their parents or both their parents will come to see me after a period of time and I'll talk to them and 
they'll say something similar to your sister. It's not the very same thing, but it's almost like they knew exactly what they were doing, but they didn't realize the ramifications behind it. I think your sister knew the ramifications of whatever was happening, even if she had no intent of taking her life, like she was on the edge, so to speak, you know, playing with fire, so to speak, that, um, that, you know, she, she wasn't thinking of how she's going to feel because what happens is when you leave your body, suicide people tend to think that whatever suffering they've been having is going to disappear when they leave their body. But that is not true. Whatever you haven't finished healing in this lifetime, you will finish, hopefully, in other lifetimes. So, I tried to tell her that. <laughs> did you? So did she talk to you about taking her life before? Yeah, yeah. Her son died a year ago, and the <sighs> grief of it was just too much. Wow. So I, I just think that she couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I mean, I agree with you that obviously the grief of losing a child is tremendous. It's her, yeah. it's horrendous. It's an awful experience. But my feeling is that she was, you know, playing on the edge, not yeah. intending to die. But maybe, you know, I wasn't in her head at the time, but maybe th- since she was so sad or had a hard time regarding her son, a little bit of hope, you know, like, well... Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. And so that's why she says, even again, you know, that she did not want to die. Um, Obviously, there was a piece of her that did. That's why she was on the edge. But I don't think it was her intent on that day to take her life. That's what I think. Right. I miss her so much. Oh. Well, here's what I'm hearing from her. It's going to take about three months because, you know, she's got a lot of stuff to go through. I don't see her son next to her. That doesn't mean that she hasn't seen him or hasn't been with him. But, you know, if her whole intent was to be with him and she still has a lot of work to do, then it isn't like you get the, the prize, you know. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? Um, and, of course, he's on the other side, and I'm sure they'll have many opportunities to be with each other. But she has things that she has to work out um, before maybe they spend more decent time together. But in about three months, so November, December, January, so around February, you're going to start to feel her connection. You know, you'll be out of some of your grief. Uh-huh. And you're going to start to feel her because that's the blessing of being as sensitive as you are. You can sense even outside of this third dimensional space. Right. So, and she knows that, and that gives her peace. She's very happy that I've said like five times, I did not want to die for whatever reason, maybe so that you can believe what your feelings were that she was on the edge, (laughs) but wasn't like, you know, planning it for that day. I feel so sorry for her. Well... Do you believe that we come here for a reason? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that we choose our circumstances? Yes. And so that means her son chose his circumstance even to leave his body early. And that she probably knew that before she even came here. And maybe she wanted to learn how to let go and surrender. I mean, that's a big thing for a soul to learn. And losing someone that we love is a very profound way to learn that. Right. And, you know, now she can still learn that on the other side. You don't have to be in a body to evolve and grow. But obviously, it's a challenge for her, and it's probably surfaced in many areas of her life, not just in losing a child, which is significant, but probably right. letting go was hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. She loves you to pieces. She loves how much you're loving her right now, by the way. <laughs> and she's even hugging you right now. She's giving you a big, big hug. So um, she is okay because, you you know, you are okay when you go to the other side. And she has a lot of work to do. And um She's not quite doing it, but maybe by February there might be some things happening, and I think you'll have an awareness of it. Okay. Okay. I'm sending all my love to you. All the listeners are. I know that. And we're wishing you um, a wonderful day to the best that you can enjoy it. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on to our next caller. We've got Lisa on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Well, a little affected after that last call. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> what can I do for you? Um, my question is not about sex, actually. It's about, um, um, which, by the way, is very good. Yes. Um, oh, good. Congratulations. <laughs> I, yes. I, my husband and I enjoy each other very much. Oh, that very is nice. wonderful. Congratulations. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, my dilemma is the um, Eddie I appear to be in related to my work. And uh-huh. how I make my money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And are you working for someone right now? Yes. Uh-huh. 
And so here, here's what I think is happening is that you've reached the level that you can grow within that company in terms of with your integrity. And I'm not saying that this company has poor integrity. I don't mean to imply that. I just mean that your integrity has a lot of spiritual base awareness in it. Mm-hmm. And you can't grow with this company spiritually. Yeah, true. So you have to leave, in my opinion, and do something else. And probably yeah. do something on your own or with a very small organization who has mission statements regarding spirituality. Well, I keep trying to find what that is, and I've come to the point of I've tried to make things happen, and they don't usually end up well. So I've kind of come to the point of surrender, and I'm just waiting for, you know, a, a something that's going to show me which direction to go. Okay. Well, true surrendering means that you don't wait anymore. So, and I, you're right. Your plan, since you already put a lot of things into action and nothing occurred, you're right. Surrendering is your next best bet. And so surrendering means that you, you're not waiting You've completely let go. You've walked away. You don't know what's going to happen. You're just going to live your life in the moment, no waiting. Mm -hmm. And then what I would love for you to do is spend three to five minutes a day imagining what it would feel like if you already had a fabulous job that fed you in every way, not what Mm -hmm. the job is or where you work or who you work with. None of that. You're just feeling the gratitude and the excitement of, oh, my God, it's amazing, you know, for three to five minutes. And then the rest of the time you're in the present moment, not waiting. Right. Okay. Right. I do that with the lottery. My, I really? my Yeah, my car is just full of money as I'm driving. And I <laughs> smell it. It's everywhere. I think and that's, I love it. I think that's lovely. And what your guides <laughs> are telling me is that you won the lottery a long time ago because you won you. And so the, uh-huh. that means there's something really incredible about yourself that you have yet to discover. But the uh-huh. lottery is right inside of you. All right. Okay? All right. Okay, keep me posted. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, before we take another caller, I want to give those numbers out, 425-373-5527, or toll-free in Western, well, not Western Washington, the world. The world. Toll-free in the Western world and the Eastern world, 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And now let's go to our next caller. We've got uh, Corey on the line from Kitsap Peninsula. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hi, Marie. Oh, I'm so glad to talk to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. What can I do for you today? Well, uh, some of the my questions were actually answered in the last caller where you were saying three to five minutes a day, imagine the gratitude of a fabulous job. Mm, good. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I feel like my second, I, I have blockage in my second chakra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I do a little bit of energy work myself. Great. Thank you. And and so I'm familiar with what that feels like. Um, and I and you mentioned earlier that kind of your pelvis feels frozen. Mm-hmm. Well, right. There's some movement, but it does feel frozen. Right. Now, here's the... Can, yeah. Can I tell you about the sexual part of it? Sure. Go right ahead. Thank you. My, my husband and I are very uh, loving and satisfied, and we have a good relationship. But I'm limited in how I can express my love for him mm-hmm. because I have pain during vaginal sex. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the crazy thing. Um, about four months ago, um, I realized that I was gluten-free and I went off all gluten. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a relationship between, <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but... There's a relationship between his bodily fluids and my body not being able to tolerate gluten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, I think also that that gluten intolerance, since I've been eating gluten, you know, all my life, right, has kind of caused a digestive blockage right. in there. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about gluten, and I think unless someone has celiac disease or has, you know, 
real allergies diagnosed early in life, which actually we do have a fair amount of people. The more sensitive people become, the less they tolerate additives. And gluten really is an additive. It's not naturally in a lot of products, but yet it's it's an ingredient in almost everything that we eat. And so I think after decades of ingesting gluten from potato chips to pop to wheat products, we do create sensitivities, and it is really hard on on the metabolism and the digestive system. If you're feeling that there's some um, connection between your husband's fluid and your body, it is more about compatibility, quite frankly. Even though you guys get along well and and you, you talk, you have all this, there's something compatible that's not happening, you know, where the pH systems aren't working. So if you were to look at an area of your life where there's a lack of compatibility, where is it? Where is it in an area of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I well, have an idea, but I want to hear yours first. Or, well, or you can let me say it, whichever you want. Okay, you go ahead and say it. It's passion, you know, because when I oh. see the two of you together, and I don't mean sex, certainly sex is a part of passion. But uh-huh. when I see the two of you together, it's a little too easy. It's it, it's almost a little sleepy it, instead okay. of, woohoo, you know, or a lot of excitement or fire. It's kind of almost like a little bit of fire is missing from the relationship. Okay. And so I think it would be great if the two of you could find something that you can be passionate about. Like my hairdresser, her and her husband study ants. They drive all the way, you know, outside of um, before um, Pullman, so through the Palouse, and they study ants, and they're both super passionate and excited <laughs> about it. And I think it, that fire feeds their life. You know, they have things in common that they enjoy, that they love to do together, that aren't just sitting together or being together. You know, it's it, out and about and movement and things that you both can sincerely be passionate about because you tend to support him, uh-huh. and, which is great. But uh-huh. what about you? You know, supporting someone else's passions without having your passion supported kind of puts out the fire. Oh, gosh. So, and, what you're, and what you're saying is really so true because there, there is a passion that I have, and, mm. and I want to follow this direction. I, I want to write children's books. Oh, great. And I um, have, you know, I'm working on a couple of storylines, and it's something that I want to do. For a long time, and my um, I'm a, a teacher as well, and I mean I have a background in reading stories to kids, and there's a lot of art in in my DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, you know I don't get the that my my sacred lover yeah. is as passionate about about what I'm doing. So I would talk to him about that and also find something that's even independent of both of your passions yeah. that you both can be authentically passionate about. So I think you guys need to have a talk about passion, and I think then you're going to have some chemistry shifting because I can actually see it <laughs> in your body, and you'll be Good. able to have um, more enjoyable sex. Good. Okay. Could, could you take a look at my at my second chakra? And, and yeah, it's the back. Anything, so the front is open. You're correct. It's the back portion, and the back portion of the second chakra, when it's locked, for many people, it's when they overcompromise in their relationships. Okay. So saying no, setting some boundaries, and asking for him to you know be more interested in you as well. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Marie, thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back talking about sex. Join Deborah Silverman, internationally recognized astrologer and psychotherapist, for an intriguing weekend of astrology, November 6th and 7th. Whether you're a beginning or intermediate student, this workshop will take you into the heart of astrology's true purpose. Why am I here? What are my gifts? What path is right for me? Astrology for Beginners highlights the practical nuts and bolts of astrology, including the elements, signs, planets, houses, and aspects, while shedding light on how to use astrology to awaken one's spiritual identity and life purpose. Astrology for Beginners will be held at the Hotel Monaco in downtown Seattle. Visit Deborah's website at deborah-silverman.com to register. Class space is limited. 
register with a friend, and receive a $50 discount. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manucherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and I'm going to be at that workshop with Deborah Silverman this weekend. I'm so excited. She teaches astrology in such a simple way. It's amazing. She focuses it on the elements of fire, water, air, and earth. And uh, she just makes it fun. She's hysterical. And she's been on the show and uh, very popular with the listeners. She is. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to be sitting in the classroom taking notes and learning about astrology this weekend. Um, So very excited. And of course, if you're interested in taking the workshop, you can call my office or you can go to DebraSilverman.com and learn more about her as well. And also next week, I'm going to be interviewing one of my Facebook friends. I love Facebook. um, Dr. Geddes, Alan Geddes. Um, he is actually a psychologist and the author of many books. One of them is called The Happiness Solution. So he's going to be talking about how to be joyful, how to remove negativity from your life. He has a brand new book that's coming out this month. So I'm very excited to talk to him. And you, of course, can call in and talk to Alan as well. He was somewhere on the East Coast, I believe. So Alan um, uh, has studied Zen in particular and has become um, steeped in stories and wisdom of Zen philosophy is uncovered important methods of helping people to get unstuck and feel happier. So we're going to have a, a lot of fun with him next Thursday. And of course, today we're talking about sex, one of my favorite topics. So we briefly touched on trust uh, mm-hmm. a little while ago. And what I've learned over the years is that if you have people in your life that you don't trust or you're not sure, what it really boils down to is not trusting yourself. Because if you trust yourself, you're going to make a good decision about who you're with, who you spend time with, what you do with your life. So really, if you have people in your life that you feel that you can't trust, which can make it difficult, particularly for women to have great sex, then I would seriously consider looking at oneself and asking, how much do I trust myself? How much do I believe in me? How much do I listen to myself? Because that's very important. And when you get those things under your belt, then it's much easier to learn to trust other people because you listen to your insight, your instincts, and you follow through. But now, do you mean yeah. it just uh, when you say people in your life that you don't trust, do you mean in a relationship with them, or do you mean overall? Because it seems like, you know, we're going to have people enter our lives that we don't trust, you know, true. regardless of what's going on with true. ourselves, just because there's so many people in the world. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But yes, primarily in, in intimate relationships. I see. Yeah, very important to trust, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and very important for women to let those floodgates open so that mm-hmm. they can enjoy themselves and uh, enjoy sex as much as men do, which is really the goal here, I think, for men and women as we progress in our evolution is that we both enjoy an intimate lifestyle. I think it's really healthy. So who do we have on the phone lines? Well, now we're going to talk to Dorothy in Seattle. Hi, Dorothy. How are you? Oh, hello. Thank Hi. you so much for taking my call. I didn't know the topic today. I'm That's sorry. okay. Um, my daughter was in the emergency room last night and mm-hmm. she has kidney stone mm. and um, she's 19 and I wonder if She's adorable and cute as heck, by the way. Oh, thank you. She's yeah. really struggling with decisions as to what she's going to do with her future right now. Yeah. It, and I just wonder, like, what you see for her. Yeah. Well, first, let's talk about kidney stones, you know, because I have um, a dictionary in my head of what illness means in the body. And so different organs mean different things, and what happens to those organs mean different things as well. So the kidneys um, in Chinese medicine are about fear. You know, and the adrenal glands that sit on top of them. So people who overactivate their adrenal glands, which your daughter does also as well, um, tend to respond to life from a fearful way, tend to think the worst case scenario or have a lot of anxiety or are very, very busy ignoring their feelings because they don't want to feel the fear. So that could be what led to the kidney stones, by the way, is this over-connection towards fear. And she's young. She's just a baby. And yet she worries about huge life concepts. As if she's 45 with five kids and a full-time job and, you know, and she's just a baby. So do you talk to her about relaxing? I do. I try to. But you just described her to a T. <laughs> she does. She worries a lot. She's got a lot of anxiety and fears. And yeah. you just 
has this great, incredible future mapped out for herself and doesn't even, you know, doesn't know how to get there. Well, and, you know, having a map or a goal, I think, is really healthy. And, you know, at 19, trying to get there right now is not necessarily, then how are you going to enjoy it? It's got to be fun, exciting, and adventure because our lives change. I mean, I, I can tell you nothing other than having children that has happened to my life did I plan. And I, mean, I would say in this stage of my life and, and really over the last decade, I'm happier than I could have ever imagined, but I didn't plan it. So do you talk to her about that? Because you're a planner too. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you, yeah. have you talked to her about not planning? Because then you get to be surprised, you know, and that also scares her because I just felt her kidneys go, yeeks, you know, about being surprised. Um, but surprises don't have to be bad. They can be alarmingly amazing. Okay, I will talk to her about that. Do you see a direction for her? She's thinking about leaving school and doing something else, but not what, not knowing what. Well, here's what I would recommend, although this may be a little hard for you, Mom. (laughs) You're a great mom, by the way. I just want you to know you're a wonderful mom. You're very loving. You're very responsible. You have been and will continue to be a wonderful mother. I think taking some time off from school would be great. I would um, consider her finding a backpack and traveling somewhere. Like she, you know, that could really help a young person. My middle daughter was a list maker. She used to wake me up in the morning, like at age 10, to make sure that I packed lunch correctly, make sure that her uh, snowboard, you know, on the snowboard days was done. And I mean, she, she, she ran my life, really. And then she went to Europe for a month and backpacked with friends where you can't make plans. Sometimes the trains are on time. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes the hostel's full. Sometimes you have to eat spaghetti when you're planning to eat a hamburger. And um, and it changed her life. So I think your daughter needs to travel. And you need to you know, let go and let her travel. No, I think so, too. I, you do I think good. that she puts too much stress on herself. And she just, I keep telling her, why don't you find a job where you travel? Just, you know, go out and have some experiences. Well, and I would recommend not even working. I think that she needs a break. So maybe spend some time working to save some money so she can travel for at least a couple of months. Because you can do it very affordably if you do hostels and Two of my kids have traveled through Europe with hostels, and they were very safe, and they had a wonderful time. Um, so that's maybe um, check out Rick Steves. There's a lot of great organizations that he's connected to with traveling. But I think that's would be the number one thing for your daughter. Then um, a naturopath would be great so we could feed those adrenal glands for her. That would be wonderful. There are things like Calm, Calm Tea, um, that could help reduce her nerves and her anxiety while she's learning how to do that on her own. Oh, this sounds perfect. I, this is what I'm thinking, too, and you just... Great, um, great. My guys have anything to say to me? Well, that you know, if she travels, you should go visit her because you need a break too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. So You're much. welcome. Have a I great so day. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we are taking live phone calls today: four two five three seven three five five two seven, or toll free at eight seven seven. 825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And right now we've got Elaine calling from Puyallup. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. What can I do for you today? Well, I originally was going to ask another question. But... <laughs> Which, by the way, does not surprise me. Um, Alyssa, who's my assistant, it's her birthday today. She's 26. So happy birthday to Alyssa. She's just a baby. Um, she types in whatever the question is. But I would say probably 80 or more percent of the time, people change their minds. So I don't pay too much attention to what's, what her lovely hands have written into the text. So what is your new question? Um, I'm wondering, why do I have so much pain in my body? I mean, my uh, hands, my feet, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it, some days I don't have any, some days I just hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, well, here's a couple things that I'm picking up about you. One of them is that you're very hard on yourself. So it's going to be important that you start being kinder, more loving, and more nurturing to you and not be self-critical. That's very important. So what we think actually goes into our cells and our DNA and creates changes in our bodies. And for you, based on past lives and things that you're working on in this lifetime, like letting go, which is also something that you're working on, it goes into your joints and your muscles. Um, I I checked your body for um, fibromyalgia, which... You know, no one needs to be diagnosed with that disease, but people can have like energetic tendencies. You don't have that, which is great. It's a little bit more about degenerative joint disease. Um, so we want your bones to stay really healthy and your joints to have good fluid in them and the ligaments and the tenements to be very healthy. And so it's going to be very important for you to be kind and loving to yourself. Do you think you could do that? 
In what regard are we speaking? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and of course that answers my question, you know, because you even have to have an area that you're going to be nice to yourself in. I want you to be nice to yourself across the board. And I would love for you to do mirror work where you look in the mirror, make wonderful direct eye contact with you and say something loving like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And I really love you. I think that would be fun. And, and if you want to start with, I'm learning to like this woman in the mirror, that's perfect. You can talk in the second or third person to yourself while you're making direct eye contact. I would also recommend giving yourself a hug, kissing yourself, like on your hand or your arm. I know that may sound odd or conceited, but it's very important that you learn to appreciate and value you. And then your body will be happier. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. Hi. Thank you. And keep me posted. I want to know how those joints are doing. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next, we've got Joe in Seattle. Hi, Joe. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> what can I do for you? Um, got a lot of stuff going on in my life currently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Relationship of eight years is ending. Wow. Um, and... I guess I'm, I want to know more. I know the reason why it's ending, mm-hmm. but more what you might see happening for me mm-hmm. in the next few years. Mm-hmm. So, so all of a sudden when I move into your body, I'm just like full of anxiety. Are, are you pretty anxious <laughs> these days? Well, let's see. I'm short selling a condo. I'm ending a relationship. I had shoulder surgery on my left Aww, shoulder from an accident a year ago today. Aww. So, so yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, I'm, I'm not a pill taker, but I was like, where's the Ativan? Where's the Ativan? But I don't even have any, so I wouldn't take it. But yeah, um, the anxiety is really, really high. Sometimes things end in our lives because we've been a little bit behind the eight ball. So I think you're a very intuitive man, by the way, but I don't think that you always listen to yourself. And you've probably, seriously, and you've probably known about this relationship not being what it needs to be for a little while, like at least three years. Yeah, you told me the last time you read me. Really? Uh (laughs) And I don't remember, of course. I'm so sorry, but I don't remember. No, no, no. And then, of course, maybe you had an, an instinct to sell the condo a few years ago or something of that nature. And so think of it that what's happening right now is you're learning a lesson to listen to yourself. So that you don't have to wait till things get so anxiety causing that you're having to deal with an ended relationship, you know, selling a condo and all the other things that are happening to you so that you don't have to put your body in this uncomfortable position. And is your partner mad at you who's who, you know, that you guys are splitting up with? Mad. I I really wouldn't know because he's not good at showing his emotions. Uh, Yeah, I feel a lot of anger, just a lot of frustration and anger. And, and if you're a very sensitive person, so that means that even though he's not showing his emotions, you're feeling it. Have you talked to mm-hmm. him about it? I mean, we, we've actually talked probably more than we've talked in mm. a long time. That's wonderful. About, about ending it mm-hmm. um, and what it means. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Who's getting which kitty cat? And all that <laughs> okay, nobody's getting know. my cats. No one gets my Got cats. Yeah. What up the kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's actually a really good sign that breaking up is and is the next best thing for the two of you because right. you're talking more, right? So maybe just let him know that you know he's pissed and that you would love it if he could journal it rather than throw some of that energy your way um, because you don't need any more anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's what I would recommend. And I think things are going to get better. It's going to be like a two-year adjustment period. I don't mean like things are going to be terrible over the next two years, but you're going to feel like you're adjusting. Right. And then things are going to really open up. You're going to meet a new partner. You're going to find a new place to live that you really like. Um, you may even make a work change or something about your career is going to make a significant change. So mm-hmm. good, good things are happening. It's about a two-year, so like 2013. You're going to notice like, I with it ending, new windows, you know, and the doors open. So yeah. that's yeah, that's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Do you see me here or moving to the East Coast again? Well, you you do like the East Coast, but you do better here. You know, your anxiety level could certainly increase on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you do like it. I would go for visits and hang out with people and all of that. But even if you meet someone who lives on the East Coast, you'll you're most likely re- relocate here because it's just better for you. You can feel calmer in this energy. 
But that's my perception. You get to do whatever you want, of course. <laughs> Seriously. I'm serious. You have free no, will. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I would um, get a, a CD on Qigong um, because I think that will help relax you and get rid of the stress and re-energize you. So do some Qigong movements. I think it'll be very okay. helpful for you. Okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you and blessings to both you and your partner. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Jody now, calling from Seattle. Hi, Jody. How are Hi. you? I'm fine. How are you, Marie? I'm great. Thank you for asking. What can I do for you? Well, I love your topic. And <laughs> it's just... Me too, actually. I'm having so much fun when I get to talk about it. Yes. Well, my husband and I are not having enough sex, and yeah. I'm wondering, is it him, is it me, or is it both of us? Well, it's it's kind of, you know, you guys need to go off and rediscover each other. I think that you want sex. Your libido yeah. looks great to me. It is just waving at me, quite frankly. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you know, you definitely want to go to Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you know, I'm not really sure how this relationship is going to ultimately be, but I do think the two of you, because I, I see him invested in the relationship, you know, he doesn't want it to end. So, uh, and I'm not having sex doesn't mean a relationship has to end, but right. we have too many people on the planet not having sex in partnership, in my opinion, and a lot of people not having good sex. You know? yeah. So I think the two of you need to invest some money into your relationship, take some classes, whether it's meditation, tantra, talk to a sexual therapist, whatever the two of you can agree on where you can feel comfortable. I think it would be really fun, and I think both of you are going to find something really interesting about each other, and that's going to rekindle the flame. Great. And then you can continue reevaluating the relationship after there's been some rekindling. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Do you think he'll be up for it? No. (gasps) Really? No, I don't think so. So what are you going to do about it then? Well, uh, I guess I need to start really talking to him and and telling him my side of it and and because you're right, I think he is invested in this relationship, and he doesn't want it to go away, so maybe he'll gradually see what I'm saying. And you know, this is a perfect time for you to heal some wounds about sexuality, because you're so ready to have great sex. Yeah. And most of us have some pain about sex in our lives, and so this is a wonderful opportunity for you to have it healed. And, and I think that would be a great way to approach it with him as well. That's probably why I said the therapist, the sex therapist, because I think if it's someone with initials or credentials, behind their name, your husband might be more interested. Okay. So check around, ask your friends. If you hear someone's name three times, that's a good sign. Okay. Okay. And best of luck. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Shalene quickly here in Redmond. Hi, Shalene. How are you? Oh, hi, Marie. I'm great. Good. What can I do for you? Um, I had a question about, um, well, I have a couple questions. One is about my sexual relationship with my husband Mm -hmm. and which is really suffering, and um, and my first and second chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting a weird sensation with my first chakra. Um, it's actually improving. Your first chakra is majorly improving. Is Has one of your parents recently passed? Um, no, we just had a grandmother. A grandmother pass. Okay, yeah. so someone dynamic in the family crossed over, which is good for your family for some reason. I mean, no disrespect for anybody in the family. Oh, yeah. Everybody was really sweet <laughs> okay. for her because she was really looking forward to it. And Aww. so it was, it was a really great event. Good. So, good. And yes. she was very dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic controlling. Dynamic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of good sometimes to get family members, and you know, just so you know, we probably can only answer one question because yeah. time is slipping away. We've got two minutes. Sure. Okay. Um, so you know, having a dynamic person who's controlling on the other side is actually good for all the genetic lines and, and people and all of that. So your root chakra is actually improving. It may feel weird because what a lot of people don't know is that when your energy shifts, it feels weird, feels uncomfortable, all of those things. So okay. it's actually improving. But your second chakra, there's sadness in it. I don't think your marriage is, you know, that great. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry to say that publicly, too. Um, But that's just how I feel about it. I think there's been a disconnect between the two of you for a long time. Is that true? Well, I... I, I don't know. We just um, just in the last year or so, just really, really we're really good friends, and we mm-hmm. get along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, I, it's just not feeling right. Uh-huh. And so what do you mean by really good friends? Because if you're really good friends, that means you can talk about anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so a disconnect means to me that you guys aren't talking about what's really happening in your... Yeah, I guess I probably don't share... Ah, okay. So let's start in that place. Let's start with you sharing with him and then let's see how it goes from that. 
spot because, you know, I always get surprised when people sleep with someone, but then yet they don't share their feelings with them. I always think that's very odd. So please start doing it and then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay? Thank you so much. Blessings to your family and your um, family member on the other side. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. I had a lot of fun talking about sex today. We're definitely going to have this topic again until next week, or actually until next, till this Thursday. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.